This episode of Palapalooza is sponsored by Rock and Roll San Diego, located behind Soma at 3360 Sports Arena Boulevard. Rock and Roll San Diego offers rehearsal rooms, professional quality live streams, video production, recording studios, lessons, rentals, repairs, and more. Choose from three different sized, fully furnished rehearsal spaces, all loaded with high-end gear and available on an hourly and monthly basis. Extra amenities include a community kitchen, a pool table, shower for touring musicians. It's a really cool spot. We started rehearsing there recently. A big thanks to Shannon and the crew at Rock and Roll San Diego for teaming up with Palapalooza. Learn more at rockandrollsandiego.com. One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. The late, great Charlie Borski. Welcome from L.A., California. Thank you guys for being here. Dude, thank you. Thank you. You made it. Uh, You had a traffic situation. You crossed paths with a potential jumper on the five. They closed down both sides of the five and escorted everyone off because somebody was trying to jump off of a bridge. It's a sad situation. Yeah. You guys left at 9 a.m. It took you six hours. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Lucas and I beat the jumper. Yeah, they left like like 10 minutes before us. Oh, got, yeah. He got some guitar strings. Wow. He bought some sandwiches. We got a couple of sandwiches. Just a couple of sandwiches. Just a couple. <laughs> Always a good bet. <laughs> you we, left early and you beat. You just beat him by like ten minutes. Crazy. Yeah. That guy yeah. slept in. Nick went into the gas station to buy a couple of tall boy course lights. <laughs> came out to the car and then went right back in to buy a couple of empty Coke cups to pour. That's, that didn't happen. He made that up. That's a lie. Will avoided a nervous breakdown. I don't know. Let's that have I a round of applause. I'm still trying to have one. Will the singer? You, you almost lost it on the on the road. I'm. I, you know. I just. I've had way too. I'm just over caffeinated. Okay. <laughs> common. Common place. I feel that. Yeah. 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 We, we are outside, so you can get your attention out and. If you want to pause and run around or something, let me know. We okay. Can, yeah. It might have to happen. Take a I lot. sense that energy. <laughs> I've been watching videos from you guys. You have that good, solid energy, so it's nice to connect with you guys. He goes running and snags <laughs> on the head- <laughs> headphone wire. <laughs> Falls. But I would crack my head open, but I don't because of the hat. Oh, we're supposed to ask this before we do interviews. Are we allowed to use curse words? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> and my eight-year-old is here as well, Thanks so please God. teach her some words that she doesn't already know. Are you going to be okay when we use curse words? <laughs> yeah. I don't. She already a, knows the she words. She already knows them. <laughs> yeah, I cuss. I, I cuss in front of her. Don't call... Uh, C, what is it? CPA? <laughs> Child Protectives? CPS. As long as you know CPS. when not to use the word. CPA is important. for tax season. <laughs> don't, a, yeah, don't call the UPS. Which was yesterday. That's a, that's a good thing I don't know that. Which reminds yes. me, I got to make a call. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, so I was referred to you by the singer of Kel Bordell, Yaskovich, who is another genius. Uh, He books over at the holding company as well. Yes. You guys have some similarities a little bit, right? uh, Explain your sound. Oh, I was going to say Will and Jake look like each other's stunt double. (laughs) (laughs) We are very similar. We're both fronted by bald, frequently bearded bearded men. men. We met Jake because we thought it was Will. We threw him in the van and toured with him for about three weeks before we realized it was a different person. Jake Jake was a sport. He learned the songs. Well, Jake is from Ukraine and Will is from France. (laughs) Correct? 
They all sort yes. of sound alike. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're close to each other. So anyways, I, I think uh, maybe the theatrical aspect of both of those bands sort of uh, sure. yeah. brings some similarities a, a little bit. a lot of silliness, well, I think. I, silliness! From the get, we've been calling our genre theatrical folk pop. The number one in L.A., yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we are. are. The we are, we are one of one. Is that there self-proclaimed? There are, yes, there are no other theatrical <laughs> folk pop. No, I mean, I forced a few people to say it before. We'd like to see uh, a challenger. <laughs> you better say it! Yeah. Well, we just, yeah, we started calling ourselves that because there's no other, there's no competition, so we're allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We've been there. the number one theatrical folk pop artist on iTunes for four years running, <laughs> Spotify, yeah. Deezer. <laughs> It's good music. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit. You, you, we joke around, but you guys are solid musicians. Thank you. You're talented, Thank you. and you do add that that humor element, which is not easy. I was talking to the guys about that. It's kind of hard to pull that off. It, we, we can talk all about your song Champagne, which pulls it off brilliantly. Oh, champagne, I am fancy me. Champagne, pop a cork on the champagne. Cheers to me. It's fucking funny, and it's a good song. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. It was great discovering how people find our songs funny when we did not intend that intend even it. a little bit. We're <laughs> like, we're going to be true to ourselves and honest, and people are like, God, this is so funny, and we're like, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Of course. I appreciate it, because I've had people like act embarrassed about telling me that they think that things make them laugh. They're like, yeah, like I, I, I thought it was fu- funny. And I'm like, great, it made you feel something. It's better right. than you being like, it was boring. Right. I'll take funny. Some sort of emotion. Yeah. Exactly. I'll and take funny's a good one. as long as people are listening to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just thanks for listening at all. Yeah. Thanks for streaming. Thanks for that point like oh eight cents. Man, I hated it. It wasn't for me. I'm like, oh, Try it man. again. <laughs> we'll we'll insert Thank a little you. snippet of champagne now. One, two, three, four. Cocaine, I'm doing that cocaine. Uh, is there any backstory to that song? Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, Not that pr- we can remember. So there's so there's this <laughs> substance called cocaine, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's meth out here in uh, East County, San Diego. It's meth but, in L.A. Uh, too. I think exactly. honestly, kind of the origins of that song. Lucas and I it, many years ago were doing like comedy songs occasionally yeah. at like open mics and we yeah. had this one that was this ridiculous thing that kind of did that same thing that escalated mm-hmm. and I kind of was like we should do like a riff on that as well and it started just kind of with the I, uke chords and I yeah. actually have the record so when me and Will will sit down and write a song which yeah. is like whenever we're well kind of all the time now but whenever we just like need a pick me up or a good day or whatever we write for theater and a bunch of different projects especially will but we had that we'll we'll let a a thing record like on our iphone you know just to like have the session and i re-listened to it recently just to see like where did this start yeah because the final thing is so polished and we kind of like adjusted the song as a lot as a band over time right and our we originally our first lyric we started off with a verse about pills like that's how it opened and then Will and the recording is like hey maybe we should tone it down for like the first verse 
and we're Sh- like, champagne's oh, yeah, maybe down. it's a lot to just launch into like fentanyl or something right <laughs> off the gate. We might lose our audience. We call we it a gateway verse. A gateway verse, yeah, into the rest of the song. Right. I remember sitting in the restaurant Will and I used to work in, and I believe I was on break. Will was working, and he was like, oh, listen to this song that Lou and I performed the other night, this open mic. And I remember it was not champagne, but it was this song that was about a substance and a substance and a harsher substance. And then by the end, Will was screaming at the audience and people were laughing their asses can I, off. Can I explain this? <laughs> Go for it. Because it was a really great night. And it, it was one of those rare occurrences where this worked out way better than we thought it would. We were writing and we knew there was this open mic night at the Pig and Whistle, which is actually if you're in L.A. and you want to go to like some really good it's a little bit of a pay to play so the people that present themselves are all are like dedicatedly horrible or actually pretty good it's musicians true. It's my favorite boulevard right but you're going to be entertained mic. no matter what yeah. okay and we, we had this song where it's kind of like rowdy and it's like, I don't know about you, but I could go for some whiskey right now. And everybody, we started playing it and everybody in the venue was like, yeah, cheers. You know, no one's really paying attention to the open mic. People are talking and right. going about. And then we do the next verse that was, um, oh, it was something up I think from that. Oh, a joint yeah, or we, something like, oh, we legalized pot. Let's hear it. And we sing that. And then some people are like, yeah. And a few people started like listening in like, oh, that's a little <laughs> right. heavy for an open mic. And then we went into one about, and there was one dude who like looked at us and like, we just saw his face and he was like, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> and we kept, but no one else got that it was a joke. They just thought we were like, oh, two guys playing a song we wrote for fun. Right. And then we went into a verse about like, Heroin it was heroin, yeah. And meth. Yeah. It was heroin. Oh, God. And then it, it just got what? And like everyone, every, this one dude was like loving it. And everyone else in the bar was so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> the oh. one guy on heroin. No. <laughs> yeah, the one guy. Yeah. Oh, you he, he get it, man. He couldn't show his disdain. So, so was that before champagne was written? Yes. That yeah, was the I refining process like, of champagne a little bit? Yeah, and I think it, it, it kind of developed yeah. into that. Yeah, that we wanted something that was a little bit more filled out, more story and that kind of stuff. And an actual song. Yeah, exactly. Not just me pretending to tweak on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to, uh, the moral of the story is you kind of need to beat people over the head with a sledgehammer live. Yeah. Right? You need to do something different to sort of get their attention right sure yeah different and good is what i try to do you know what what i think the key to that is is just doing a song that's kind of like like true to you and your life and your music because so much of it now especially when you go to a show you hear the same thing over and over and you'll look at an artist and you'll hear an artist and you'll think i don't know if that's them I think it's what their idea of what's going to be popular is. Sure. And if you really just sit back in the room and you rehearse and you write and you have a good time and you write a song that's something that's enjoyable to yourself and you really feel it and you take that onto the stage, it catches people off guard. You know, polished but not produced, I think, has been uh, sort of gotten us a lot of attention. Yeah, I agree. Fair. You have a theater background, correct? A few of you. Not me. Nick is the one in this in this the one in the hammock that, does that, not. That doesn't. Correct. But Blair and I met like tw- twelve years ago. Oh my god, it's been that long. Yeah, <laughs> like twelve years ago uh, at musical theater college, like at a musical theater conservatory that Lucas was attending at the same time as us. But we, but didn't, we didn't know, know each him. other. Never met him. Okay. Never saw him in the halls okay. even once. But we all went to and the same. And it's not a big school, so that's very strange. Yeah. We pretty much knew everybody at that school, but we somehow never crossed. Well, Luke crossed commuted, paths. right? Oh. 
That is true. Lou yeah. was commuting there, and we were living like in Hollywood. Not second semester. But, I was in the Franklin building. But then Lucas and I met doing uh, a production of the musical Sunset Boulevard in Long Beach at Musical Theater West. Is that Norma Desmond? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and... Uh, and then we also have done, we were in Greece, actually, down <laughs> down here, in, or near here in Escondido. For like the, five months. At the huh? Wilk Resort, we I, were in Greece together. I want well, to make a comment on the first time I met Will. <laughs> it, was our, it was like our first rehearsal slash meet and greet for this production of Sunset Boulevard at Musical Theater West in Long Beach. And Will comes up to me and he's like, hey man, I'm Will, what's up? You're Lucas, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He was overexcited. And he was like, probably on coke. No, I don't think he was. Just Will's <laughs> no, got a very wasn't. big energy that can disarm people entirely. <laughs> Usually, always. And he was like, hey man, you're in North Hollywood. I'm in North Hollywood. We're the only two people that commute from that area. Why don't we carpool? And I'm like, that's great. I drove this guy the first five times. Mm -hmm. And then finally he's like, yeah, so tomorrow just pick me up for rehearsal at like 2 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, do you think you could drive? And he's like, no, I don't have a car. <laughs> so no, but I could like, I could like buy you tacos. I'm like, okay. And that was our agreement and it remains that agreement to this day. Nice. That was always my plan. I was like, I'm going to get booked in a show that, that's an hour and a half away. I don't have a car, and I'll just find someone that'll drive me places. And it, it works for you for a long time. It did. Yeah. Now what? you're a Prius man. Yes. <laughs> Will has, uh, what do we call it, the blacked out Prius? Murdered out Murdered Prius. Murdered out Prius. Murdered. That's right. Is that black. what you drove from LA? Yeah, it's got okay. the black. It's got the black rims on it. Oh yeah, I think. Dang, mean, fucking gangster! Mean is yeah, very, very cool. That is gangster, bro. <laughs> the hardest fifty-six miles to the gallon you'll ever see. <laughs> the guy on the five saw you coming, and he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna end it all right now." Yeah. No, I gave him something this to live world. for. They should be thanking me. He was like, "The cars like that exist." How has quarantine been for you guys? I did see quarantine ditties yes. right on Instagram. I think I saw a Smash Mouth cover. Yes. <laughs> I saw a girl. I don't know if it was you. It but was there, me. There yeah. was a girl there uh, farting, I think, and, and, and <laughs> belching. Yes. It's already public. But, Very uh, ladylike. I know. Feel free to do that out here. I mean, we are outside. Be There's careful. a fence over there you can pee <laughs> on. We got a microphone when, hooked up to your ass, whether <laughs> you're aware of it or not. The, yeah. the backyard fence is only for number two. Oh, who is Remember? it? I think Howard Stern has a fart mic. There's a podcast that has a fart Mike. Is there? Yeah. Is it this one? Maybe. Let's find out. <laughs> Try it out. Listeners, do you want to hear one. that? We can just do real ones. Everyone fart and the listener has to uh, has to try to figure out what instrument you play. Or based off it, of your fart. Was. Oh my god. Yeah. Am I gonna have really low rhythmic farts? <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question though. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine was uh kind of rather productive for us. Um we recorded mostly an entire album in my basement. Right. So yeah. that was pretty cool. <laughs> was that where your quarantine sessions were in that room? Uh, no, that was in my living room. That okay. those actually started before we Will and I were in a singing competition. Like was that two summers ago? Mm -hmm. And so we would get together before um, we would like come up with like different uh, covers that we would do. <clears throat> And then we would take them in and create like original tracks for us to sing over at the singing competition. Nice. And so when we were doing those, we would like 
uh, kind of like just explore with playing different covers like in my living room with him on the uke and then we just started like filming them and doing these little like silly little videos and stuff that like half of it is just us talking shit to each other and then the other half is actually singing the song and then we only really did one in the very beginning of the quarantine times which was the smash mouth song um that was was that the last it one? It was we well did? done. It was. Thanks. Thank and you. and the, the, the dialogue before was actually entertaining. <laughs> hey! I, nice. I actually listened. I was like, wow. We're entertaining. You, guys, you have some chemistry and We've farting known on each, each other, other and shit. Yeah. It's 12, 12 years of knowing We're each other. We're very comfortable with each other. Yeah, so. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, it's, it's good. I think that's probably the most important thing for a band, right? Yeah. Chemistry. Mm. Get yeah. along. A hundred percent. Get on stage, like you said, love your own music, be true to your own sound, right? I just think the more you get to know each other, the easier it is to like kind of know what the other people are going to do, you know? So you're not worried, oh shit, like what the, what the fuck are they about to do on stage? You have an idea about where people are going and what's happening. So even if there are like weird moments or flubs, like everyone is quickly back in it together and you know, it helps with writing and learning new songs too. I've had moments where... I was like playing stuff for them and I don't even have to explain like where it's going. They're just already picking up. They're like, well, you wrote it. So of course this is the way that the progression is going. Yeah. Of course it's going to be unbelievably complicated (laughs) and unnecessary. (laughs) The writing starts with Will and Lucas. Is that correct? Sometimes I will join in. Most of the time, uh, Will will bring us a song that for, all intents and purposes is a very complete standalone music, lyrics, melody, everything. And then as we perform together as a band, we kind of listen to each other and it just, it sort of takes this little amorphic shape for a minute. And then we find the thing that we think is all right. It's like bringing structure, you know, chord structure and lyrics and then being and then like, what, yeah, what, do you, what kind of input is here? Like, you know, it's like maybe the, the, the chords of a certain song right. is something that I came up with. But like the bass line is not mine. That's Nick's, you know, and the guitar part is not mine. That's Lucas's. And Blair comes up with most of the harmonies. So yeah. it's really a communal effort. I just try and provide, you know, oh, this is a jumping off point. But I mean, the foundation this, this Will, particular. Will kinda, sorry, go ahead. Nick. I was going to. That's very quick. Will provides the protein of the dish and we bring the sauce <laughs> and the side. The side. Yeah. The dessert <laughs> and the will, wine to go with the it. Food analogies with music can go on and on. I, I oh, talked yeah, about that in the last. The oh, yeah. And music the, is and like the sex analogies as well yeah. for this record, but it's very funny <laughs> sex. Is this a doggy it's, style? It's sex comedic. not supposed it's to be sex. funny? It's like you're, we're mixing all kinds of ages and species into the into Some bestiality. It, and if you find that funny, which I do. <laughs> it's like the funny, the funny satanically wrong ratio is pretty hard to yeah, I figured you guys would be like yeah. this from listening to but your you music. Know, on, this, sure. on this particular record, we a couple of us jumped on each other's instruments. Just Ooh. you know, it was a kind of scenario where we're like. We're like, well, you, you know, you're trying to explain to the other person, well, oh, the guitar could do right. this, or this could kind of be, and we're like, you know, you're showing someone, and Nick would be like, well, just do it real quick. Yeah. And yeah. then we're like, well, it should be like this, and Nick's like, great, we got it. That's <laughs> that cool. Good. Yeah, we do things like that all throughout the album that's coming out, where cool. <clears throat> different songs feature different people playing different things. That's sort of how our Talented. how our group started. Cool. It was a collective of a lot of folk musicians in cool. L.A. Mm-hmm. and then it whittled down to the core four of us. Yeah, yeah. And the four of us screwed around in a room for eleven months, and a record came out. Thirteen tracks came out. Thirteen tracks. Yeah. In the past 12, year, is that correct? 
12, well, 12, 12 in the basement, 12 recorded, but 13 in total. The 13th had to be in Blair's <laughs> living room. For 12 and some shitty song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll, okay, should I explain this? Go, ahead, go for it. Okay, so very quickly. The, so I live in a, in a house. I live in the back part of a house, like the tar- a apartment attached to the bigger part of the house. And mm-hmm. underneath us, there is a an empty unit that's unfinished that the landlord was supposed to turn into like a livable situation, but that just never happened. So it was like Nick and I were kind of like messing around back there and like looking at, we're like looking in the windows and stuff and we're like, what is like you should go a, ahead and define messing around. Around. not messing around like that just like in the backyard like just fucking around right. and uh, lighting fires and yeah, breaking sticks and shit <laughs> but this this back room's like it's like a six foot ceiling yeah it's like meant for like floors. very oh, small crazy. person it's meant for like like someone you have chained up in your cellar. <laughs> yeah, there's a very there's a there's a very scary electric massage it's table a, that was down there. It's we had to move. It's a Blair has a kill room in her house that we decided to record this record. Well, in. so we like looked through the window and we saw there's a piano in there. We're like, that's a fucking piano in there. Like we should there's try. A sign. We should try to get in there. And so we, there's like a back entrance. So we like went in there through a we're crawl like, space essentially. And the landlord like. N- never comes over so we're like why don't we just like kind of clean it out a little bit and kind of like maybe set it up like a studio and like see what happens i was in transitional living and all my recording equipment was in a storage unit and maybe I was you like, should clarify what transitional living is uh, yeah. i was in an apartment and then i was on a couch okay. so okay. it has nothing to do with gender reassignment <laughs> oh, that's I was a gonna separate say, like, issue a halfway house <laughs> oh not that i just gotten out of prison Anyways, so we like went in there and we kind of just like put some put our equipment and put like uh, carpeting down and cleaned it up a little, got the dust off a little, and we decided to just use it as a recording space and kind of more like a you know beg for forgiveness instead of ask for permission kind of mm-hmm. way and wait till landlord said something and and he did he eventually did and eleven months told us we had to get the fuck out but we had almost a year in there without. Wow. <laughs> So, so all of the songs were recorded in in, in that dungeon. All picture one, one of, of them, the yeah. picture Most one of the of Saw the movies. Yeah. One of yeah. the Saw yeah. movies. We made it nice. We made it. We put some posters and on the, the acoustics. Wall. The acoustics were okay. I, I I imagine concrete flooring not being the best. Well, we put some rugs. We threw some rugs. Well, the rugs yeah. helped. Lit cool. some, some yeah. candles and stuff. Awesome. Was, there was Burn literally a, a dingy twin mattress in the corner. Hey, man. We all slept on it at one point or another. All of us slept on it at some point. That's so cool. There was a hole in the ceiling above the piano that I marked with a Sharpie because I wanted to know if it was shifting downward more. It was. The crack just kept growing. (laughs) No, I I don't think it grew once I marked it because it stayed pretty much the same. The the Sharpie sealed it. Yeah, that's what happened. Totally paranoid. I wish we would have called it the chasm. Brought to you by Sharpie. Sharpie will seal your seal... Seal your ceiling holes. <laughs> Flex seal Sharpie. There needs to be a good picture of that as your cover. You know, you need to capture that studio somehow. I wish we you had know, We just had better. a discussion about cover art. I have pictures night. of it. That'd be cool. It's. Yeah. I mean, it, we had to take everything out, so it doesn't look like it True. did when it was yeah. a quote-unquote studio. But I'm sure some of us have some images of it being I have a studio. So many, yeah. I have a lot of them. I think yeah. <laughs> it was. It was honestly, we made it a really nice and very functional space that had, I think, solid feng shui for when we really were digging in time there. Oh yeah, we'd spend like 12 hours at a time down there. Wow, it was crazy. that was quarantine. Yeah. So get back to your root question. Yeah. That's what we did for all of quarantine. I know you guys are all over the fucking place. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's great. <laughs> hey, like your music, so it makes sense. You know? yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that. Yeah, my fucking brain is always going in nineteen different directions at the same time. I wake up in the morning, 
vocal tone is very unique. Has it always? Have you always sort of had this vibe, or have you played in punk rock bands, or what's your what's your history, dude? Prime, no. Prime Minister. Oh Mayhem. my god! Yeah, shout out to my original band. I played in uh in like a synth pop band back in, oh, in Dallas, Texas, where I grew up. Oh wow, cool! Uh, called Prime Minister Mayhem. And uh, Prime was that kind of punk Texas. or metal? Or that sounds metal as fuck. It was not. No, uh, it was very, very. It was very synthy. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, you said that. I'm sorry. And, no, please. And uh, I, we played two shows, both at the same place, at Opening Bell Coffee in Dallas, Texas, playing music that just so, so, so did not fit the coffee shop. But I. I got some punk influence in that, which is interesting because, like, a lot of I, I feel like a lot of people get into you know punk and stuff in their like middle school years. Right. I was listening to like fucking Jack Johnson, okay, like twenty four seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. so not, not exactly you, punk. Not that you sound punk at all. I'm just curious, like your your route to your path to finding that tone. You know, because it is pretty unique. It was interesting, honestly. I think it just comes from doing years and years of theater yeah. and and singing as other people. And then sure. I started drifting from that, and I started writing again, which I had taken a break from for a long time, doing so much theater. And I was just like, holy shit, like, this is a totally different experience singing as myself rather than who I'm playing on stage. And it took a minute to like kind of figure out where things sat, and I'm not trying to do any kind of affectation the way that it would be like on stage where you have to, you know, like fucking pr- produce that kind of shit. <laughs> right. And, and so I, I just kind of embraced. That's an eloquent way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just tried when to. When you're like, at a loss for words, just cuss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my fucking MO. Yeah, mine's, um, mine too. Mine too. But, but yeah, I mean, it really for me, it was just like singing as myself and kind of just trying to embrace the hell out of it. And like, I am. Yeah, I get that. Self proclaimed, but I think. Other people proclaimed weirdo, and, and and I just try and fucking embrace the different places. You know, things, right. different songs take on different things, and I just try not to be fake. I just want to sound yeah. like like me. I think you're doing a good job with it. Thank you. I get that vibe for sure from your sound. Yeah, I encourage our listeners to check it out. It's really good stuff. Uh, did I miss anything? You guys have champagne coming out, right? A video for champagne. We do. Yeah, we just yes. filmed it yeah. on my birthday. Rad. This, this oh, month? yeah. Happy birthday to two of you, I believe. Yeah, right? these was, two. Nick and Blair. Birthday. Oh, yeah. I was happy the birthday to you. <laughs> Pretty close together, I saw on the uh Oh, we're, we're, we're Taurus gang. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so you film the, uh, the champagne video, and that's going to be released soon, right? You're doing some editing for that? Yeah, we are. We're on your iPhone? Lucas, Is that right? Lucas. My iPhone. Yeah, we shot it all from my phone. No, we didn't. Lucas wow. directed it, and he did a great job. Wrote the awesome, treatment. Man. Wrote the cool. script. It's, uh, I'd call it more of a short film. Yeah, Very it cool. is. We in the in the theatrical theme. There is a bit of yeah. a scene, a concept behind because the song is very. It sort of has a story and a theme. It has sure. like a punchline. So we elaborated on that. We called a lot of favors. I was going to say we called every actors every fucking favor before. that any of us had. We have a great director of photography, a great gaffer on set, and um, and the venue that we used. We filmed yeah. at the Dresden. Yeah. We used to have huge, a huge shout out to them. We used to have a 
year and a half residency there so it was nice to kind of feel like we were back in our home the space Dresden again. was the first place we played that was one not a comedy show True. that we were bookending we weren't doing funny things at the comedy shows no. either it was literally no. trying to play we put our comedy songs aside to play the comedy venue yeah just to change it up and two, <laughs> you guys the, are just rebels the, Dre- yeah, the Dresden the Dresden, uh, the Dresden was the first place where we were asked to play more than two or three songs yeah and they said to us can you guys fill a 45 minute set and, and we said we're like yeah. yeah and we're like uh shit we, we could play those three songs out. again I think I might have even committed us to that they you were did. like yeah can you do like a 45 minute set and I just responded Absolutely. And then you told us after the fact. And then them was like, so we have to put together 45 minutes to an hour of music in the next three days? And everyone was like, well, fuck. But uh, (laughs) we weren't good under pressure. We did it. And then good enough for them to to be like, yo, you want to come back next month and then every month for a year and a half straight until the world shuts down from a pandemic or some shit? (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) They they, they said that at that time, which was crazy. That's really. They called it. So you guys were doing that monthly yeah. for a while. Yeah. The Dresden. Yeah. I should know this, but explain Dresden. Have you seen That's the a movie, legendary The Swingers. Have you seen Swingers? Yeah, okay. It's it's, it's featured in that movie. Cool. Like, Up in LA? Yeah. Is that central LA or yeah, is that sunset Fel- kind of thing? So Los Feliz on Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Like it's East been around Hollywood. since like East Hollywood. the fifties. East I Hollywood. Think. Cool club. Family owned That's- too. And they were really great to us throughout the whole time playing there and then letting, letting us, us get in there yeah. and yeah. If you want to go to a great bar. Yeah. Just go drink at the Dresden. The Dresden. It's a great awesome. I have heard. You walk in, it looks like they haven't changed a glass since the 70s. Really? It's very old Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Does it have like really swingers cool. photos or any? There's, There's one, one poster on the wall. Yeah. Cool. Hung in a very awkward place, and <laughs> there it shall it. remain. Yeah. <laughs> that's rad. Yeah, that's very cool. How is the LA scene? <laughs> non-existent right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah no even, shit. Uh, even when we were doing our thing i would say it was we had an interesting perspective of it because we're very different than what you typically would hear in la what would you typically hear up there a lot of a lot of electronic a lot okay. of hip-hop yeah. it, um, also, you know, a lot of depends, djs it yeah, depends it on the venue i think yeah. we really found our home as live performers in bars with a space for music mm-hmm. and people who want to go out, be social, drink, and be communal, and also want to engage in music. There you, the, go. you know, that we've played some venues that are like the only reason you'd buy a ticket and you'd show up. Places like Soma, San Diego, or Epicenter, yeah. or like these big concert venues. And we right. would show up and we'd play we'd play bars, places people were gonna be anyway, but right. they're excited that there's music happening and there's there's not that big divide between the audience and the stage mm, right. where it's more wrapped up into the mix yeah. and that's always been yeah i think where we've kind of excelled but we played with that's some a good point r- random other acts yeah. like totally oh, talk, like about our, the, talk about the metal, metal show it oh yeah it was, that was great, great, show. great. We, enjoyed it. we played a place called the satellite in echo park los angeles it's a, a straight up concert venue you buy a ticket you show up to the concert. We got booked on this night. I don't even remember how or why, but we show up and they're like, yeah, it's all like Slayer and Megadeth. It started bands. off kind of like just a like like metal, but like just a guy and like his guitar. 
There were some goth got, dudes there for some music. But then it just progressively got harder and harder and harder. And I think we closed that night. We did. Oh, you guys actually headlined, huh? We, ha- we oh, headlined at 11.30. I don't know if we would don't call you hate the that headlining, headlining position? You know what, dude? <laughs> they were so welcoming, though. We had, like, no, like goth, goth and death metal kids, like, two-step into our music. They're like, <laughs> oh, this is country. Well, this is country, all right. It got to the one before us where it straight up was some, like, stuff being like, and then we come up on stage and I was like, well, howdy, howdy, uh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the worst, dude, right? We, a little I bit. I don't know, man. Uh, I disagree. Like it. it was it. actually one of the best shows we've yeah. ever played. It shocks the audience Bro, yeah. a little bit, maybe, right? We opened it co- doing a cover of uh, the Banana Boat song. <laughs> oh, my God, that oh, was yeah, that night. Halloween. The first thing that happened when like we got up on October. stage, yeah, I just went, Damn! <laughs> As a, and, as a band, and, all of us. And everyone in the fucking place is like, blah, 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 just stops. And it's like, <laughs> what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is happening? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, you know, Halloween, yeah. Beetlejuice, it was, it Banana was a Halloween Boat. Show. That makes sense. It made sense at the time. I don't know. Also, that's a great song. And you guys rocked it. I think your theater background came into play there. Oh, dude. We Definitely. just, we you know, your confidence band. being on stage and so that could have easily gone south, I think, maybe. You get like this new band out there that's like, you know, oh, fucking bands have been screaming for an hour like timid, but you rocked it. We just have learned to roll with the fucking punches as right. a group of people. So many things have gone not even not wrong, but have gone weird throughout what, uh, the time playing together. That we always just get up there and we look at each other and we're like, let's fucking sell it. But you know what, too, about about the fa- the like messing up or like playing shows or things going really, really wrong. The worst day on stage doing a show is way better than the best day at just your normal job or hanging out. So it's like when things go terribly wrong, I think we've all accepted that, man, this story's going to be great later. That's what I like about live music is that shit is inevitably going to go weird and then you just get to roll with it. You never know what's going to happen. You know, like maybe a homeless person will wander happen. into the bar and grab a microphone, which maybe, uh, maybe, has happened. Maybe the songs we play for you in about 15, 20 minutes here will be t- a nightmare, you know? <laughs> I hope so. You get to watch first. And you guys drove five miles it. to be here. I hope we just botched this five miles. Five miles seems sorry, a lot hours. shorter than what we dealt with this morning. <laughs> I think five, five hours. Five, five hours, hours on yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, you got to be able to pull it off. You got to you experience helps, right? With yeah. with just going with things on stage and Plus, I fucking love these people and I would yeah. love to be on stage you guys seem to going, be close. going through crazy shit yeah. with them. That's good. Yeah, that's cool. You guys do seem to have chemistry and uh it's like it, when I have bands like you, I really don't feel like I need to say anything. Just take it away. <laughs> we actually did an interview where they sent us the fo- the questions just in an email. It's the German one? Yeah, it was oh, literally yeah. just us recording ourselves for an hour talking to each other <laughs> with and nobody asking questions. That's probably the most comfortable way to do it, really, right? To be fair, these the, uh, so it was a, a really, really gracious German podcast. And I don't know what made them interested in us because it seems Jakovic. like they exclusively do things in uh, German. Yeah, Jakovic. But the, the Plus I'm German. it was it was an in, an interview conducted entirely through Google Translate, and there was a few of them where we'd do Holy the shit. answer, and then we'd be like, "Oh, I think they meant this." We do it again. <laughs> yeah, where the yeah. question doesn't entirely make sense because it was originally typed in German. Did and they then ever just translated. air that thing? We should go back and it's check. It's coming that out in like a month or something. <laughs> right? I think so. Oh man! Oh, that'd be exciting. Oh, when I hear that shit. Take your bag, toss me the keys. 
Anything else going on? Anything you want to promote? We are going to uh, do a segment here before we have you guys jam. What three songs are you guys going to play? So we are going to play uh, Let's Hit the Road, which was our debut single with Mannequin Vanity. Um, Speak, speaking of Let's Hit the Road, to elaborate on that, just an extra goodie. Sure. We, you know, doing the record, we did a lot of home, home footage. We got a Polaroid camera, like your, like I saw your daughter running around with yeah, earlier, she's which is it. very cute. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And um, and then we uh, we took a couple of trips. We all went bungee jumping together, whitewater rafting, a lot of extreme. Yeah, you know, we just bonded. Right. to kind of get out of the studio, get back into the world despite yeah. COVID. And we did a little home footage music video. Let this, let's hit the road that you can check out on yeah. our YouTube channel, on our Instagram. Yep. Links to that. Awesome. Um, which kind of gives insight to what we wrote the song yeah, about. Yeah, you get to see a little cool. bit of the recording process. My and Birthday last year was featured in that video, and then we filmed this one, new one, on my birthday. Yes. Yes. Hey guys, you know <laughs> it's a tradition. I, you know who I hope didn't hit the road. Uh, the guy on the bridge. That guy. <laughs> Boom. Oh. Suicide Joker. Hey, yeah. said he, he hopes. I he, said he I hope didn't. he didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. So yeah, that'll be one of them. So hit the road, champagne. We're I think right? champagne, which yep. I think Amazing. you said is your favorite. So yeah, yeah, which our new, our it music video is, is coming out for on. Yes, I which think we it's just a new music July video coming out for yeah. that. And then uh, we like to we like to do our own thing with other people's songs. So we're going to be playing uh, "Dancing in the Moonlight" as well. And we figured that's a King Harvest. King Harvest. Yeah. No, yeah. It, uh, it's yeah. not King Harvest. Oh yeah, yeah. King Harvest King is Harvest. Yeah. Top, the original. Top Loader covered Top it. Top Loader did yeah. the cover that sort of brought it to. And the then surface. Charlie You're Borsky right. did a cover of them too. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They're about to. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I'm glad I asked. Who the hell is Charlie Borsky? Is that a stupid question? <laughs> no, no, it's a common question. Fact, because just... I, I Google him, and you guys are the only thing that comes up, nice. which, which is a good thing. He certainly prefers it that way. Who is he? So originally, the the when Lucas was talking about it just being this enormous group of musicians, I had started off calling it Will Hughes and Friends. I was assembling things, yeah, which was no good. It was what it was at the time, and then it kind of made its way through different things, and we were looking to settle on a name, and I, I have this alter ego person that I have, you know, concocted named Charlie Borsky. Okay, cool. Um, which I love is it. In kind of in reference to, like, how Charles Bukowski used to write about, like, Hank, who was, like, his alter ego he'd write stories about that which sure. were semi-autobiographical yeah and a lot of our music is semi-autobiographical and uh and so i created this character of charlie borsky in reference to charles bukowski and then borsky being a uh, a favorite brand of of just dirt cheap vodka that i used to drink plastic bottle yeah <laughs> at least that's and the it's story and great in the I sense that uh, yeah i mean just to get real personal on things like please do i yeah. uh <laughs> Tell us. I, uh, I I spent like four or five years just like really really fucking wasted, and so sure. and then I then I cut it out, and so it's yeah. late and great in the sense of that. As uh, as now I'm now I'm rocking the sober life. The alter ego yeah. is is uh is he's passed on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you, you killed him off. At yeah. least that's so Borsky was a bit of a drunk. Charlie, yeah, yes. yeah, he okay. was more than a bit of a drunk. And I'm the only uh, band member here that did not meet Charlie Borsky. You you, you came in later. Is that a good thing? Or? Yeah, it's I a don't good know. thing. I don't know. <laughs> about that. I think you met him and worked with him at the restaurant. No, you were unaware that was after, of it. No, it was after that time. Really? Never, yeah. never, never knew him pre, uh, pre-sober life. When did uh, Borsky die? Uh, How many years you got? Fucking like four and a half years. Dude, yeah. me too. Really? Really? Yeah, so August will be my five. That's yeah. bad. Congratulations. Is the same fucking date, bro? Congratulations. Oh, what month? Do you remember? So the first time was February <laughs> 3rd <laughs> of 2016. So maybe it's a little bit less. Maybe it's going on for something like that. But August 3rd of 2017 is how long I've been going strong since. Okay, cool. 
So try and so remain four. sober while yes. you're listening. Yeah. Although to this. the whole thing started a, lo- a little bit longer than that, but That's I had huge. a really bad five days in in that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I can only laugh about now. <laughs> well, you wrote some great music about it, so yeah. So, <laughs> some are was, better songs. was champagne inspired by uh, oh. some Charlie Borsky? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all we'll say. I, I also people. like while Are you a Charlie... whiskey guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Vodka towards the end, but always Ooh, whiskey as vodka. well. Yeah. Never got into vodka. Yeah. Like just... rubbing alcohol. Yeah. I guess you got to mix it. Like yeah. Vodka tonics. I guess I was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would just do it straight and then pull water. Wow. But... What kind of vodka? Uh, Borsky. Borsky. Fo- oh, Borsky. Borsky. Or, or, I've never heard of that. Or but yeah. Fleischmann's. Yeah. It's Borsky the is Rite cheapest Aid. vodka there. Fleischmann's is. also. Grand Legacy. So how much vodka would you drink? Oh, he knows. Like probably about a liter a day. A liter? Yeah. Fuck, how much is that? You know, like is that a, a milk gallon? No, that's a gallon. So half a big soda. So a fifth is 750 milliliters, which is a wine bottle as well. So a little bit, so more, a little than bit more than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a gnarly habit, but okay. I kicked it. I think it's good to talk about it. Oh. I don't mean to call you out. You know, no, I feel, please. I don't ever feel that way. I'm no. really open about it. Yeah. I hold myself. I try and hold myself accountable. Got a tattoo whenever people ask me about it. ETOH, ethanol. So part of me doesn't define oh, me. Oh, yeah. Ethanol is what it's, what's really in the yeah. alcohol. That kind of fucks you up a little bit, huh? Yes. Yeah. Which is what is in rubbing alcohol, right? Mm, I believe so, it's yeah. It's the same alcohol, really, Yeah, right? you can tell by the word alcohol. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is true. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to dream here for a second, all right, before we have you uh, grab your instruments. Create a dream bill locally for Friday night. So choose two other bands and a venue up there in L.A. Oh, man. So maybe friend bands. Are we going to be know, sentimental like about this, or are we going to play with people we've dreamed of playing with? No, you're well, saying like local stuff. Local like bands. Yeah. Choose some local guys up there just to kind of shout them out. A couple. Well, I think we absolutely, at this point, as we have not yet gotten the joy of playing with them, we would bring Kel Bordell with us, probably. Yeah. Yeah. From San Diego? Yeah, yeah. Kel Bordell's amazing. Yeah. Just had them on. We're yep. playing with them on July 3rd at the Holding Company, yeah. and we're, oh, we're so, so excited fucking about that excited. Show. Also because, so we signed with Mannequin Vanity over the quarantine times. Who Kel Bordell is also part of. And yes. uh, we have only ever actually met Jake via FaceTime. Mm-hmm. We've never met him in person. <laughs> and right. so that Maybe the first time we actually see him face to face. This man, this man that has believed in us and funded us, yeah, and we've just worked us so he's given us so much trust and and um, and money <laughs> to make our our album a reality. I mean, uh, who else would y'all say? I've got one, but if the tens, I would that's say, who I would say the tens. And, and the tens. Another Dresden residence yeah. residency member. Cool. The yeah. tens. T E N S, like the number. Yeah. Cool. T E N S. Yeah. What venue? What's the venue up there? Ooh. You you had your. Uh, uh, house uh, venue there for a little bit. I mean, the, the Dresden would be sick. No, all the if, ones that I want would are all no longer don't exist anymore. If I, uh, I don't know. I was really excited about playing the. Pe- we never the played Peppermint there. Club. The Peppermint, Peppermint Club. Club. Is great. You go books. inside. It looks like an episode of Mad Men. It's classy <laughs> oh, it's all the amazing. way through. Their drinks are amazing. It's yeah. very music focused, but. I, I was excited about. We were supposed there. to play cool. there, and but then the shutdown happened. Just, so. just playing the Dresden again would feel like home, and mm-hmm. it would feel like cool. what I've been pulling. The peppermint oh, or the, hi- next to the, the hi hat also. Hi-hat would be cool. The hi hat. Oh, okay. I got I got to interject though. Yeah. Instead of the tens, I would say I would I would almost prefer to play a show with that guy that reads heroin poetry at all of the <laughs> open <laughs> mics. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> That's a man who I've encountered on more than one occasion. Oh, he's no. like everywhere William plays an open mic or did. There was this guy who had his little journal and he would just over explain it was doing weird. heroin and just being really paranoid <laughs> and trying to keep the helicopters away. Yeah, and he'd and it was like so nine fucking minutes, minutes of it. And then they'd be like, you got, they'd shut his mic off and he'd be like, oh, okay, okay oh, oh. I yeah, feel like okay. you would just want that for your own entertainment. He can at least yeah. open the show. I can, I can get I him, put him over a couple of times. I can times. get him for your birthday party if he, you want. You can get him for your podcast if you have three <laughs> I hours. I fucking love it. that. Real quick. Yeah, that, uh, not, that's definitely the goal of this podcast, to bring heroin addicts into my backyard. Definitely. God. Is he an, is he an actual heroin addict or is he recovering? I would, or I would say I'm, fucking deal there? I, I can't verify that, but I'd be pretty fucking shocked if he was. Not. Yeah, I've not, I've not like talked to him in long long amounts, but I've met him at like five different open mics in Los Angeles. Crazy, yeah. Okay, real quick, I would outside of L.A. in a place that I've actually been contacting for the beginning of our tour. I would love to play Pappy and Harriet's in yeah. Joshua Tree. Oh yeah, I think cool. we would kill that venue. Mm. Rad. Beautiful area. If you could bring one band or musician back from the dead, who would it be? Oh, God. I mean, mine's just... <laughs> Go for it, please. Mine is like, it's such a musical theater girl answer. Let it be. No one's going to know Judy? this. No. Judy please don't Garland. say someone Judy that's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Died way too young, right? Yeah, she was, she was on the younger side. She definitely looked a lot older. She was... Pills. Pills, alcohol. Alcohol, I think, was eventually, yeah. but it was a mix of the two, for yeah. sure. I would bring back Joan Jett. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> there you go. She's not She's dead. She's not I dead. Know. <laughs> I know. Um, Isn't she, though? Yeah, you fooled me. I was a big... <laughs> She's still playing. She's still playing. <laughs> yeah. I was I a big Janis Joplin fan. Joplin? Yeah. Joplin yeah. would be great. 27 Club, I think, oh, right? I don't she spoil it. She peaked. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I feel like my go-to was Kurt, just because I grew up loving Nirvana, but I would truthfully say, I would say Mac Miller. I feel like so he was very dead, young. So many dead musicians, it's really hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh... He wasn't. He he wasn't done yet. He was in the. He was in his prime. Matt yeah. Miller had a controversial death, right? On a boat? No, no, no that's in his home. Else. It was. Oh, uh, that's Avicii. 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 Who, yeah. Also, his, his thing was sketchy. Natalie Wood died on a boat. Yeah, I'm thinking R. of Avicii. Yeah. What about him? Um, Thank you, Blair. Oh man, I always. Hey, thanks I always a lot for that information. Hallelujah, guy. <laughs> Put out one record. Who? Oh, what? Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Oh, yeah. that man, yeah. because he. Knew what he could, uh, who even knows the songs that were cut from that record? Sure. You know, a recently deceased one who was up in years, but I, um, John Prine, yes, yeah, John Prine, huge, huge John Prine fan. Cool, yeah, good answers. <laughs> a lot of answers. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm gonna throw one more out <laughs> oh, just because we've covered his music a lot. Take a boat to. England, baby. Oh, yeah. Jackson like C. Boat, Frank, Jackson C. who is an Frank. enormous influence of mine, who lived just a horribly tragic life. But he also wrote okay. a billion songs, but he only got the one record. One full record out, so you yeah. So nobody know his music's lost. Yeah. Hmm. The, Crazy. To know the body of work. If you don't had, know Jackson C. Frank, I'll just, just spend some time sure. researching. He was an amazing, amazing folk musician, you, you late 60s. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll hear awesome. it, and you'll be like, oh, God, of course. this guy, yeah. Awesome. Oh, and my dad, you know? Yeah. Was he a musician? <laughs> Well, enough. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'd want to bring your dad back. <laughs> was your dad a musician? And, and no, no, but okay. he was. He was a horrible, horrible bastard. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of hearing about. We have a disgusting him. sense of humor over here. That's just He's, my go-to response for things. Often, I'm like, oh yeah, like my dead dad. He was the creator of Charlie Borsky. He was the yeah, creator actually, of yeah. okay. he only actually, one half. 
is featured in our in champagne. In the champagne. one the part that's where he goes, the, that this, guy's got a fucking this problem. This guy's got a fucking problem. That's actually that is him. Will that is my, yeah. my, my my deceased father's yeah. voice. Me and William worked on a little grassroots TV show about an alcoholic superhero. Yeah. And we needed a role Inspired filled. roughly it was like by the, me? It was basically, the, totally. It was like one of the reasons I wrote it was to, to help William along in his sobriety <laughs> and give him a project to work on that kind of addressed that. And also, William, he's a musician now, but he's uh, William and Blair are actually fucking brilliant a- a- actor and actress. Oh, thanks, like un- 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 you? Unreal. Um, <laughs> unreal. And... Um, Anyway, we did this little show, and then we had this role to fill that was like this sh- this shitty boss who's just ha- and and William's parents were in town, and he's like, yeah, my dad's pretty funny. My dad improvs, and I'm like, well, fuck it. This is like one line. Yeah. So you know, if your dad wants to take a stab, and before we never, shot the scene, never acted before in his never life. acted before in his life except for you know parenting, being a parent. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, I was like told Will outside the room, I'm like, hey, before we shoot this, let's have a code word because if your dad sucks, man, we just got to cut this, get someone else to, to do the role, you know. And so we thought up something to be like, I'm going to be like, oh, the lighting's not right or something to get right. to like not, you know, make his dad feel like he let down the production or whatever. Sure. And we go in and Will and his dad just start improving back and forth. <laughs> And everyone on set was covering their mouths and just shaking with laughter. It was so good. We got like right. 10 minutes of footage. Yeah. And uh, one of the lines that Will's dad said was, this guy's got a fucking problem. Right. And so for the record. We just ripped the audio I'm from I'm like, it. we need someone to have like a third voice coming into the factor for an ad lib. And we're like, what if we use that clip of Will's dad <laughs> saying that for the song? That's great. And we ripped it from the episode. Yeah. And so now he's going to live on eternally right. on our record. Talking about really his son. I was, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask who that was. Yeah. So. We, did it, we did it in the studio. And then I hear Will go. Oh, Jerry, <laughs> how right you were. <laughs> That's great. I'll insert that so everyone hears that, that part oh, of the yeah. song. That's great. If you could wave a magic wand and make one band never exist, who would it be? Oh, oh God, I feel weird saying that. We retired Nickelback and Imagine Dragons. Bring Nickelback back. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it, too. People have argued can I, that. Can I use my wand to bring them back? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Sure. That's my move. Yeah. Their riffage is uh, actually pretty good in their guitar tones and their songs. Yeah. But Ooh. we, yes, they have been brought up fuck, fuck more than any other band. Shaming. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. It they became have a, cool uh, to make fun of them online. Cool like, to hate. Their yeah. music was really important to me when I was like in middle school. I was okay, listening to them whoa. constantly. <laughs> Thank you. Let's not say things we can't regret or can't take back. <laughs> when you were at the bottom of every battle. I'll be honest, like these five words, I think it's called right, or this is how you remind me. It was good, but a little played out. But sure. I don't know. I wouldn't Honestly, put them. I played out, it's not their fault. I, right. I feel totally. weird eradicating music from existence. I was because I can't think of anything because yeah, I think people say that. Is there a popular I hate Don't Stop Believing. Um just yeah, overplayed. Yeah, I mean, it's over. But, uh, but there are other Journey songs I like, so I wouldn't Dude, say I would Steve eradicate. Steve Perry is insane. He's the, amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, hate's a, a strong word. Can we get rid of WAP? Yeah, dude, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can, I, yeah, can I pick, WAP. like, a song? Right. We'll blow away WAP now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Although I there's a metal version of it that's okay. pretty entertaining. Hey, man, there's a time and a place. Yeah. 
Every now and then, you know, you just got to... Even if you hate it, though, like, it exists for a reason. You know, we all have to do shadow work. Like, we all have to address our demons. WAP exists so (laughs) I can do my Creed impression. I would say let's erase Aaron Carter, but then Blair wouldn't be a musician today. (laughs) Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. Honest Truth. Honest Truth. That was my first concert. Mine, too. Well, no, not my first. Oh, I thought it was... I think I'm mixing up your stories. My first concert was Fleetwood Mac, but I did go to an Aaron Carter It's also cool. I, I have it. Okay. Right. Oh God. And it's at least just one song. Limp Biscuit. It is <laughs> Captain and Tennille's Muskrat Love. No. Oh, okay. Captain okay. and Tennille. Just the song. And I don't like need to off them. They don't need to cease from existence. But if we could get rid of Muskrat Love, and I'm really sorry, Captain Good and Tennille. If you listen to this, I yeah. just don't. I don't like it. And it's for other people, but it isn't for me. But if I ever have to hear Muskrat, Muskrat, muskrat Candlelight, doing the t- can't we pick a song that like celebrates Hitler or something? <laughs> I don't know any songs that celebrate yeah, Hitler. Uh, you know when you work I in a Walgreens like. and you hear Captain and Tennille's Muskrat Love over and over and over again, it it just it it ceases to have anything. <laughs> you know what about we can it. get rid of that that train wreck song that all the celebrities did about we're all in this together when COVID started from their like oh, beautiful yes. homes I and everyone with, the entire world agreed. By so, John Lennon? No. <laughs> Not the song, the recording. Oh, okay. Oh, they did do Imagine also. You're right. They all did a cringy version of uh, Imagine from their mansions. Easy if you try. We're just going to get rid of John Lennon. I think we... Yeah. <laughs> Decision Someone made. did. So everybody's oh, upset. Someone oh, did. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lie. No, you're correct. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> too I'm fairly, soon, bro. Too I'm, soon. I feel like I'm fairly cynical. I feel like there's a band I hate that I'm just not thinking of right now. Is it Captain and Tennille's yeah, Muskrat or the, Love? Or the person, you know, like Chris Brown, you know, beating up Ray, Rihanna. We've gotten him on here. Um, oh, trapped. Oh, trapped because the guy's a douchebag for some reason. Or, I don't know. Yeah, getting rid of that kind of shit, I'm okay with, I guess. No, fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you guys like to be in five years with the band? Right here. Cool. Doing this again. I'll have you back. Yeah, Please. I'm I'll set the alarm. On that, uh, on that Mars expedition. So I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be doing folk music from Mars. Dude. Yeah. Not a bad goal. I like it. Yeah. I would say, yeah, just continuing to make music. I would say, literally, one of my ultimate goals and has been like my whole fucking life, I would love to play uh, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, dude. That is an absolute dream of mine. You do say that often. I know. It just, it really is. There's something about, that's such an iconic thing, and there have been so many really fucking cool performances on there, that getting to be part of that history would be really, really cool. Who would host? Oh, God. Oh, that's a good one. John Mayer. John (laughs) Mayer. play with us. Will loves John Mayer. Yeah, I'm a huge John Mayer fan. Are you? Yes. Okay, cool. Love him. Talented. Um, probably it would probably be some TikToker no one's ever heard could of. Could they just could they have uh, Takashi Six Nine? I, I know that Keegan Michael <laughs> Key just hosted, but if they could bring him and Jordan Peele together, yeah, Jordan Peele to co-host the episode, great. that'd be full circle for us. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Cool. I think it'd be really cool to play some festivals. I want to do the festival circuit mm. and. Awesome. Kind of be in that I'm world. A, I'm a studio geek. I want us in like Electric Lady or at Shangri-La with Rick Rubin or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, we can, so. You know what? That brings up an interesting point. We kind of all balance each other when it comes, because yeah. none of us like started out necessarily in music. Like we have uh, theater backgrounds and film and stuff like that. So, and Nick is more of a sound engineer too, but right. where we all meet in the middle is on stage. Mm-hmm. So I think if we were all going to be equally compromising, it would be touring 
live venues on the road, just in the mix, not grounded in one location. But then if you were to ask us individually, you know, Nick has ambitions of running and owning a studio and then... You know, we Saturday we Night Live over here. Yeah. 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 Very cool. And you guys do a lot of acoustic stuff, right? You're primarily your sound is does involve an, an acoustic element? Yes, absolutely. I mean it just depends on the show too, but there's certainly always acoustic instruments involved. Cool. As a full set in the past we've been like seven on stage, sometimes eight, and it'll be like uke, guitar, bass, banjo, drums, two vocalists, and a lead. Right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And today is what? Acoustic bass, uke, and some percussion, correct? Yeah, uh, no, electric bass. Electric bass. Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you got very offended. Oh, I thought <laughs> this was an acoustic guitar. No, I'm sorry, oh, I did. Oh, I just wanted yeah. you to know, like, oh, does he think we're not, like, use it? Like, I just wanted for setup purposes sure. to let you know. So acoustic guitar, electric bass, cool. Uke, yeah. and then... And a couple people singing, yeah. correct? Yeah. Awesome. Unplugged coming up next. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be on YouTube. So if you're listening, check it out on YouTube. Yeah. Charlie Borski up next. Woo woo woo. Champagne. I am fancy neat. Champagne. Pop a cork on the champagne. Here's to me. Oh, champagne. I am fancy neat. Champagne. Pop a cork on the champagne. Cheers to me. Howdy, howdy. We're the late great Charlie Borski. Fucking here at uh, Palapalooza. <laughs> um, stoked to be here playing some songs for y'all. Uh, this is a song called Let's Hit the Road. I wake up in the morning. Blinking and I'm getting home Where does the time go? Where does the time go? I see her smile every evening I blink and then that smile's gone Where did the years go? Where do the years go? Pack your bag, toss me the keys I am begging, darling, please Let's hit the road Leave the house, it's only things Let's find where the canary sings Let's hit the road Let's hit the road We can start off east of Dallas And we won't stop for anything Unless it feels right Unless it's what we need Don't you worry about the money Well, we can drive until it's gone So are all our worries 
it's only things Let's find where the canary sings Let's hit the road Let's hit the road to settle We can keep on driving round You and me and the engine that leads One, two, three, four Pack your bag, toss me the keys I begging, darling, please Let's hit the road Charlie Borsky, fuckity fuck fuck, champagne. I love it. 
feeling fine And the fire starts going inside my chest And it's thanks to the whiskey, now I'm feeling my best My baby said she's worried, I said, honey, I ain't dead, yeah No, I'm hanging on by just a little thread But shit, I'll tell you the reason I say I ain't dead yet across the street at about half past eight. Now most people say I've got a problem. This guy's got a fucking problem. But this is what I say to them. You can keep your nose out of my motherfucking And uh, bring it on over this pile of cocaine instead. One, two, three, four, cocaine. I'm doing that cocaine. Pull the cocaine all night long. Whoa, 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 well, it's cocaine. Cocaine, champagne, whiskey. Champagne and whiskey. Keep me going strong. And that's what it's like doing cocaine with the late great Charlie Borsky. <laughs> this one is a cover originally by King Harvest. Tight. 
Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling cold and bright It's such a unnatural sight Everybody's dancing in the Dancing. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. We're the late great Charlie Borsky, Lucas, Will, Nick, Blair. Check us out wherever you listen to music. Check us out on the internet. Follow us on Instagram. We've got an album coming out at the end of June this year. We're going on tour this summer. So if we're in your city, please come and see us. Say hello. We would love to talk to you. And we've got a music video coming out in June as well for the song Champagne. Check it all out. This has been an absolute fa- fucking blast. Fucking Thank blast. You. Thank you to Palapalooza for having us. Yeah. Can we borrow $40? We also need $40, please. We need gas to get home. One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Palapalooza.